Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations with some of her favorite people who are talking about the issues that matter most to you. Overcoming Monday is a podcast designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. Now let's get started with an introduction to the episode. Hello, Overcoming Monday listeners. I am so glad that you're here with me today. We're starting a new season, and so this is going to be the intro episode to that season. I just want you to know what the season's going to be about And uh, I really hope you're having an exceptional day. I'm here with my husband in the studio, Clayton King. That's me. Yeah, he's my favorite guy in the world. And this season that we're starting is called Women Understanding Men. And I cannot wait to hear (laughs) what you have learned about me. Yeah, um, I've learned a lot. You understand a few things about me. A few things. I'm always learning new things. Oh, I'm so complex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. This season, we're going to be talking about how women can better understand men. And this isn't just about marriage, because obviously we're married, but I just want to talk about women understanding men overall as a culture, like the genders, trying to figure out how to understand one another and not misinterpret what we're saying to each other, how we feel. Um, Today, we're going to specifically be talking about men and women overall, how we often misunderstand each other, and how we can learn to listen and understand one another better. So you don't want to miss any episodes in this season because there's going to be so much rich content. We're going to be discussing the subjects of diversity, um, supporting your man in marriage, the objectification of women and how we can Mm. fight it together. Yeah. And also the sensitive subject of pornography. So these are going to be some heavy episodes, but they are going to be rich and they are going to be so good. So I'm glad you're here with me to start this thing off. Yeah, I am too. Thanks for inviting me. I love love the fact that you are doing um, an entire season on your podcast. You're doing it about men, but you're doing it for women. Mm -hmm. This is about women understanding men. Mm -hmm. So... If I could just say to you as a woman listening, if you have a boyfriend, if you have a husband, if you have a son, Mm -hmm. or if you have a dad, this is going to be a great season because it's going to give you some insight as a woman into what makes us tick and how we feel and how we think because we are very, very different from women. Right. And maybe if you have had, if you hear something on this podcast or in this season that you've been wanting to bring up with the man in your life, whether it is a husband, father, dad, son, grandfather, whoever it is, brother, um, and you don't know how to bring that subject up and you have questions, this may be a great resource for you to listen to it together and then mm. a conversation starter. Right. So that would definitely be a goal. Get the conversation started because yep. that's really what this podcast is. It's a, it's an ongoing conversation with friends. Exactly. Um, but right now, what are we in the middle of? We're in the middle of wow. our crazy season. We this do every summer. The fullest season of our life. I don't want to say busy. I'm trying to purge that word from mm-hmm. my vocabulary because everybody uses it. But man, we're so full right now because mm-hmm. it's Crossroads Summer Camp. It's our 23rd year. Yes. And we're recording this podcast in the in the dead of summer. 
It's hot and humid. Um, here in South Carolina, we're having thunderstorms almost every single night. Yes. We've already seen um, several hundred students receive Christ. We're not even halfway through our summer camp season right now. And you're actually speaking more than me this year. Yeah, I do a workshop every morning. Um, it's the same one for different students that mm-hmm. rotate through. And then I have a Tuesday night message that I'm preaching. So yeah. it's been a very good summer. The students so far have been very engaged and um, I've, I've really enjoyed being able to do the message that I've been doing this summer. And it's really cool, you know, just for you and me, Shari, as um, a married couple, we're one flesh, but you helped me get this thing off the ground 23 years ago, mm-hmm. 22 years ago. Yep. And so for us to be ministry partners, not just marriage partners, it's really cool that we get to do this together. We both have ownership. We both have investment along with our team here. Right. And it's kind of cool that you and I are doing your podcast sitting in our office mm-hmm. while summer camp is going on right across the street. Yep. So we have a ministry called Clayton King Ministries actually produces Overcoming Monday, Correct. in case you don't know that. And we also do many other things, summer camps, um, mission trips, discipleship programs, um, coaching network, yeah. just a variety of things that yeah. our ministry does. And CKM actually has its own podcast as well. Right. My podcast comes out about once a week, and we rotate between sermons that we'll release on the podcast as well as interviews. Matter of fact, uh, later today, I'll be interviewing Carlos Whitaker um, uh, for a podcast for the CKM version of Overcoming Monday, which I host. Um, we've also got something really big going on right now with our 15-year-old son. Yes. So speaking of understanding men, that's what this whole entire season is about. Shari is, just so you know, ladies, Shari is outnumbered in our home four to one. Mm -hmm. There are four men in our home, me, Jacob, Joseph, and Theo. Theo is a nine-pound man, dog. He's a male dog. Five, if you count, our adopted son, Quan, who's not really adopted. Correct. We just took him in as we well. Have, yeah, Shari is not old enough to have a 20-year-old son, but we've mm-hmm. adopted one, and he's living with us right now. So uh, Shari understands men in many, many ways. To. Yeah, and the one thing I'm trying to understand right now is even though I'm really excited about my son getting a car, there are many practical reasons why I don't like his choice in a car. Yeah. Um, he is stuck on a Mustang. Yep, and so actually I drove, the Mustang here to the office. It's in the parking lot right now. We don't mm. own it yet, but we he really wants test a Mustang. Driving, We're yeah. test driving a, this car is almost nine years old. Uh, it's got close to a hundred thousand miles on it, but he loves it. Yep. And um, he didn't know how, he did not know how to drive a stick shift. And I want to brag on you, Shari. You taught him on Friday mm-hmm. in the church parking lot how to yep. drive a stick shift. You're awesome. <laughs> I I had to learn on a stif- stick shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was so terrified to take my driver's test in Atlanta on a stick shift. I was afraid I would stall and, and fail. But I, yeah. I did it. I, I did well. And so then I taught my son how to do it, too. And he's so nervous. And I'm like, Jacob, you're going to get the hang of it. It's well, like a rhythm. And what he doesn't know is that we have, a, and he's, he won't hear this for a while. Mm-hmm. He'll have the car by the time that yeah. we release this. But speaking of understanding men and women, understanding what makes us tick, you know, there's something about guys. We just, not all guys like big muscle cars or, mm-hmm. or um, sports cars. But there is kind of this part of m- many guys, masculinity in some ways, that likes shiny things, fast things, loud mm. things, powerful things. So we just decided um, as, a, as a couple that Jacob has been such a great kid. He's mm. never given us any trouble. He's really never gotten in any kind of trouble at all. He tithes. He works a job. He uh, is committed to church. He loves Jesus. He is the most obedient, compliant child um, 
he eventually gets to compliance. He, yes. he does kind of like to push back a little bit, but we just decided that we're going to surprise him with this car. Mm-hmm. And so when, when camp ends on Friday, he's going to come home and there's going to be a big red bow on this nine year old, uh, used Ford Mustang. Yep. And we're going to give it to him as a gift because we want him to have that memory that the first car he got was a gift from his mom and his dad. Well, and not just that I want to reward him for really, um, striving to become a good man. I want him to believe that he can be the young man that God has created him to be. And I think that rewarding him when there's something he really wants and he's basically earned it, you know, is a, is a good thing for a parent to do. So not Mm. everybody can do that. Obviously this isn't like a brand new Mustang where where it's not expensive. It's very affordable. It's got close to a hundred thousand miles on it and it's going to make our son happy. And, and, and that kind of segues into the season, Shari, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I were talking before we hit record on the podcast or before James did. Thank you, James. Um, he's sitting here with us, but there are so many differences between guys and girls, men and women. And you as a mom, I watched you learn how to raise boys. And that was part of your journey of understanding men. You know, you met me and you fell in love with me and I'm kind of a typical guy's guy. Mm -hmm. I like to hunt. I like to fish. Mm -hmm. I like, I like pro wrestling. I like loud things. I like, um, you know, uh, competitive sports, what is your heart behind this season? I mean, what do you really want to accomplish? Because a lot of women are going to be leaning in to say, Shari, help me. Help me understand my husband. Help me understand my, my sons. Help me understand my dad. I, I just need some help here. What do you hope to accomplish this season? My desire is to talk about men overall and maybe some of the misunderstandings that women have of men. Now, I want to preface this by saying that I don't like when we stereotype saying women are like this and men are like this because honestly i grew up as a if you want to say a tomboy tomboy, right i loved sports i tried to take ballet and tap and baton and all that and it just i didn't love it Mm -hmm. i was like why am i wearing these sparkles and marching down a street with a baton and i don't i don't like this um i like to dress up every now and then but i i'm normally your put on a t-shirt, shorts, go work out. I love to be outside. So that's who I am. And I would say that there are some not men's men's thing that you do, you know, like you do yoga with me and actually you do it without me now sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know? So there are things that I think sometimes we say girls like dolls and men like cars or whatever, which is not necessarily true. So I'm not going for the stereotype of separating the sexes according to our hobbies or I even think sometimes men, women feel like they can't be leaders. They can't lead themselves mm-hmm. because men are the leaders, which I don't agree with. I believe that a woman needs to lead herself because she's following the Lord overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that we submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's scriptural. And so, um, so my heart in this is because... I think that with the Me Too movement going on, which I solely support, I support it all the way. Um, I was abused. I think it's great to speak out about your abuse and to be able to say, me too. Like this happened to me. What I don't like is putting a target on every man's back, men who didn't do anything to anyone, who are not responsible, or even men who are repentant and don't know how to say, I'm sorry. Like, I think that sometimes as a culture, we want to have an enemy 
we want to have someone to point the blame at because we're angry and we're not healing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so sometimes even, even men, I think that men can point the finger at women and just say, well, she's a feminist. She hates men or, or that didn't really happen to her or just get over it. You know, there, there are things that we say to one another without, we're not treating each other like people or like humans or like children of God. We're just finding someone to blame and someone to be mad at. And so I want to open up this, a lot of these subjects and just say, we are people, we all have a story. We all have hurt. We all have pain. Let's try to understand where each other are coming from rather than pointing the finger and blaming. Yeah. So this season, that's what you're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to hear all the episodes because Mm -hmm. first of all, you're my wife and I love anything that you talk about, anything, anything that's content you put out because they're always great resources. But I know that for me as a man, I also have been watching what's been going on in our culture right now. And I'm so proud of the many brave and courageous women who have spoken up and spoken out because mm-hmm. I feel like the it's almost as if all the skeletons in the closet are now being discovered. When you've mm-hmm. got people like Matt Lauer, a household name in America as a as an NBC News anchor and the Today Show guy, when you've got a guy of his stature, Charlie Rose, uh, CBS News, um, uh, PBS, when you've got people of that stature that are that are um, not only being accused of hurting women and victimizing women, but they're not denying it. They're mm-hmm. admitting it. They're saying, I did it. I wish I hadn't. Comedians like uh, Louis C.K. I mean, it seems like the dominoes have been falling. And it's even it's even begun to happen in the church. We've You and I talk about yes. this a lot. We've mm-hmm. seen, um, even in our own faith tradition, I come from a, a Baptist and a Pentecostal and a Presbyterian background. And um, I think over the last year or so, there have been some prominent leaders in at least that Baptist world who have fallen. Uh, Some of those accusations were made around the uh, sphere of neglecting or abusing or hurting women. And then you've got people like, you know, Beth Moore, great Mm -hmm. platform. And thank God that she has used her platform to speak out on behalf of women. But I think one of the things that you and I've talked about is as the, as the movement progresses, now this is not a season about the me too movement. It's a Mm -hmm. season about women understanding men, but that's the the temperature of our culture. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The temperature of our culture right now is everyone's talking about this. It's a good conversation. It's timely. Mm -hmm. We need to be talking about it now. But as we have that conversation, I love your wisdom of saying we can't put a target on every man's back Mm -hmm. because every man is not a victimizer. Every man is not an abuser. So how do women understand men? This is a helpful conversation that you're going to have this season. How do women understand men in a way where you give the men in your life Mm -hmm. the benefit of the doubt? Of course, if they haven't abused you, if right. they haven't victimized you, if they haven't hurt you, um, because every every uh, argument can't be a microaggression. Mm-hmm. Every time you have a disagreement, you, you, it's not healthy for the husband or the wife to accuse each other of, you're abusing me, that's verbal abuse. Because if everything is abuse, then really nothing is abuse. So this yeah. is a really good conversation to help women understand the man in your life, the, the man you love, whether it's your son or your husband or your dad or your brothers, those men, uh, especially because they're made in the image of God, they have 
great value. They're very different than you. Mm -hmm. And you can understand them because we're not as complex as women may think. We're actually, I think what confuses women sometimes is that we're way more simple than you would imagine. Um, But in some ways, we are way more complex. And you've said this over and over again. I love this. um, I I may not quote you exactly um, accurately, but our culture stereotypes men as they just like to sit in the recliner and drink beer and watch sports. Mm-hmm. We are way more complex than yeah. that. And in a lot of ways, I'm more emotional than you are. Yeah, but I don't hear your emotions quite as much. That's it. And so, and you do open up, but it takes a while for me to, I have to ask the right question or it has to be the right moment for you to open up. Um, and and that's actually sort of the case with me a little bit too. Actually, the other night we had a friend come over and I shared with him that I feel like in our marriage, you've been able to just open up and love me faster than I've been able to open myself up to you. Right. And a lot of that is because of my past because and because abused. I was abused. So it takes a while for me to trust people. Right. And so I think that's where the aggression comes Mm. when you have people and women, one in three or one in four, depending on stats, whoever Mm. you're going with in America have been abused by someone. So you have a bunch of untrusting women and there's a reason for that. Yeah. And I know that men don't like to be mistrusted by women, but also women can't help that they've been hurt. Yeah. It's not their fault. Yes. And so there are a bunch of women in our world who are trying to figure out how to get past their hurt and maybe love a husband or Mm -hmm. love a father or love a brother or just be friends with a guy. And we are going to hear things through a filter of pain. Mm -hmm. And so it may seem very aggressive to the man who's listening and who maybe hasn't abused, but Mm -hmm. It's just hard for us as women to heal. And so we're, I think a lot of women are trying. Um, so I think trying to understand um, un- understand men when you have a filter already there, one in three women have already got an unhealthy filter to try to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not anything that can be fixed overnight. That's no. why we're having conversations like this. Yeah. And I can even say, you you figured this out about me before we got married. I'll never forget that night where you kind of you know opened that book up, um, The Five Love Languages, when you and I got into the argument about your former boss. That's another story for another podcast. But men are, are and this may sound stereotypical, but so many men and women, this will help you. Uh, this is a pro tip. Men want to fix things, but we also want to fix them fast. Mm-hmm. And, and not all men are that way. And I know that there are women who want to fix things too. As a matter of fact, sometimes that's a great source of anxiety for mm-hmm. women. But this is a podcast season about women understanding men. Mm-hmm. And you had to really understand that, that for me, um, it was going to take some time for me to figure out when you started talking to me about how you felt, when you were sharing with me your struggles. As a man, my primary default mechanism was to tell you how to fix it because I thought that was the way I loved you. Mm -hmm. I thought that's the way that you needed to be loved. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time, and I still have to remember that you don't primarily need me or anyone to fix you. 
You want me to listen to you and understand. Mm-hmm. And so women that could hopefully maybe set the set part of the tone for this season for the podcast mm-hmm. is that remember if you're frustrated with trying to express your feelings to a man, or maybe even you're frustrated because you got frustrated with me many mm-hmm. times. So how are you doing? What are you thinking? What do you struggle with? What are your, what are your, um, your real battles that you fought? What are your mistakes? Tell me some of these things. Just remember that men are usually going to be so focused on fixing a problem um, and very seldom are we focused on fixing our own. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's part of understanding the soul of many men is that we would much rather be distracted by trying to help somebody else fix a problem. And a, an emotional problem, yeah, but sometimes they're physical problems. Like we'd rather repair something. We'd rather fix a physical problem, like a drain in the house or a light bulb or a car. Not all men are even mechanical, mm-hmm. but it's easier for us to distract ourselves with fixing an external problem than focusing on the internal struggles that we have as men. Right. And um, I think that's interesting because I think I never wanted you to fix my problems because I felt like I was very capable of fixing my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted you to be on my side as I did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but as I think about in Genesis um, I feel like a lot of these struggles that we have in understanding one another can go back to Genesis 3. Mm-hmm. So you have Adam and Eve in the garden. Um, they eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, the Lord comes to find them, and they're hiding because they're feeling ashamed. Um, the Lord brings them out and asks them questions. You know, what happened? How did you know you were naked? Why are you ashamed? They answer him and they tell him they ate from the fruit. Adam blames Eve, Eve blames the serpent, and then the Lord gives them their consequences. And I used to hate these consequences, although you know I don't think anyone loves them. Um, but when I read the consequences of what the Lord said in Genesis 3, it creates a better picture for me of what I feel like we're experiencing now in this world that we live in, this tension that we have between men and women. It says in Genesis 3, to the woman, he, the Lord said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to your children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. And then to Adam, he says, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree of which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you are taken, for dust you are, and dust you will return. And I feel like when I look at this scripture, there's something that I see from it is, because we send men now feel this responsibility to like they have to work they're trying to provide they're trying to and women are too but i'm just saying i'm reading this from the scriptural um, perspective i know that there's probably a lot of single moms out there who feel the same frustration but the lord says the ground is going to be cursed you're going to have to work this it's not going to be easy for you anymore this part of your life that you used to enjoy Mm -hmm. working in in the garden it was an enjoyment work before but now it's going to be hard for you and you're going to become frustrated by it and i think that the lord gave it it sounds weird but i feel like this was a gift to the man because it's the way that the man now has to look to the Lord to trust him to provide because it's so hard to provide now. Mm-hmm. And so it's one way that he, that the, the man says kind of 
I give up. Like, this is really hard. Yeah. It's hard to have the responsibility, this responsibility. And then for the woman, um, not every woman has children. So I'm trying to be very careful here because I'm just trying to go by what the scripture says. But sometimes it can seem like I'm separating men and women into jobs or children. And that's not what I mean. I think everyone can have a purpose. Women can work, of course. But it says that he will make the pain severe and childbearing and you will give birth to children. I think that for me, one of my toughest jobs that I can't control is raising my children and wondering how the results of like raising my children are going to turn out. I was so scared and I still don't know like what my kids' lives are going to be like when they get in trouble. How am I going to react? I mean, when they make decisions that I don't agree with because they're becoming adults now, that's out of my control. So what do I have to do? I have to trust the Lord because that's probably what's going to cause me some of the most anxiety that Mm. I'm going to feel in this world. So the Lord is giving me a gift in children to have to trust him in something that I can't control. And in the same way, he's giving the man, quote, a gift in work to do something that he can't control and it puts our eyes back on the Lord. But here's where the tension I think that comes in between men and women. God says, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. And I think as an effect of sin, what has happened is God has connected women to want to be with a man. Mm-hmm. Like, and you'll see this a lot. I mean, a lot of a lot of women will wait forever to start their own lives because they feel like they have a have to have a man to start it. Or girls need a boyfriend, or you know, it's like there's an insecurity. There's that this we, in, yeah. We notice that a lot in student yep. ministry. We notice a lot with young adults. Yeah, that just that feeling fear like of, I'm not going to get married if I don't have a husband. Yeah, what is my identity? Fear of being alone. A lot yeah. of times, women feel have that fear more than say a man. I'm not saying that men don't have it too. I'm just saying overall, I feel like women fear that and and really do want a husband but here's the curse of that a little bit is that you want a husband but men feel like they have to rule over mm-hmm. and i think that there's this weird um intim- i don't think it's an intimidation but it's this need within a man to control a woman what she does like things that she chooses because of sin mm-hmm. and so when we see that broken in this world it can be confusing. Mm-hmm. And it, and I don't think that the Lord is saying here, you rule over the woman. Right. He's not commanding. Yeah, he's not telling the man to, saying, to be her Lord. Right. He's saying as a consequence of this decision and because sin is now in your life, you're going to have the tendency to try to control and rule over her. Mm-hmm. And, and women, you're going to feel the need to be attached to a man. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I mean, if you look at our world, we have women who are being abused, but are, have bonded with their, with their abuser. abuser. And we see that all the time in the, in the sex slave industry, yes. in prostitution. We've, we've read about that. We've seen that even in documentaries, how pimps, yes. men that will rule, they will literally rule over women and women that are rescued out of the, the sex slave industry or human trafficking will oftentimes go back to their abuser because that abuser provides them, and I'm making air quotes here, safety, right. security. And, and so you can see the ultimate result of sin and the yes. ultimate result of that fall so what I'm, in that in that scenario. Right. So what I'm trying to say is that when we look at our world and we see this happening, it's the brokenness of sin. Mm-hmm. It's the brokenness of us choosing 
sin over God, we're losing our trust in him, we're losing that bond, we're losing the good bond that mm. men and women originally had where they trusted each other, they were unashamed. Men weren't ruling over women. They were working together. Right. And, and they she were, was the Ezra. She was the helper yes, to the man. They had the complete understanding of how to be together in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But when sin came, it's broken now. Yeah. And so when we see men who are in power taking advantage of women or just not respect, sometimes it's not even advantage. It's just not a respect of a woman, uh, respect of a woman's intellect, the respect of a woman's opinion. It's harder for a man to get there than for a woman to respect a man's opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but what I want to say is that I feel like what we see is the brokenness of sin, but we want, we want to point the finger at the man because he's there. Yeah, he's he, there. He's the, he's the one he could, causing it. Right. And so as women, I, I think I just want us to come to the understanding of this is the man's struggle. The men's struggle is to figure out how to not want to rule over women. That's the Lord wants to redeem that in men. Yeah. And then women, we have to figure out how to not attach ourselves in unhealthy ways to men and to say, the Lord is my Lord. The yeah. Lord is my God. The Lord is my protector. And to put our safety in him and our security in him and the Lord instead of in the man, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that this is a curse of sin and we're just seeing it play out in our world. Yeah. I'm excited about about hearing this uh, this whole season play out because there's there's a healthy way for women to understand men and to still love and support and uh, be that strong Ezer. That's mm-hmm. the Hebrew word that was used for Eve when God created her without assuming the husband is abusing or lording over. And I think it's also great, going back to what we said at the very beginning, to help women uh, understand uh, unless the man has physically uh, abused you in some very dangerous way or emotionally or emotionally yeah. abused you in a dangerous way. Give him the bit, give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Understand him. He's a sinner, just like you are. Every woman's a sinner. Every man's a sinner. Those sins are going to look different according to our personalities and the way that we're raised. But if you can just give the man the benefit of the doubt from the very beginning, instead of assuming this is a man that wants to abuse me and control me and Lord over me, it's going to help you as a woman understand that man so much better. Just having that openness, having that um, that open heart and that open mind to figuring out what makes him tick. Why does he think the way that he thinks? Why mm-hmm. does he respond and react to certain situations the way that he does? I love that. And um, I love the fact that God can redeem that relationship mm-hmm. and he can redeem that perspective. So one thing that's been really hard for me with you is that you're a very loud, determined, like focused, like you know what you want and you go for it. And so I think part of me sometimes hasn't naturally believed that you had my best at heart, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had to choose to see that you do and choose to go there with you rather than like say, well, if he's not for me, I have to be for myself. And then we have two people in a marriage trying to fight for their own desires yeah. and their own interests. Yeah. And so um, I think that that is one thing that women really do need to learn is. Figure when, out your husband's personality. Yeah. And 
Clayton's not trying to rule over me. He does have my best at heart, but I do need to speak up and speak very clearly what my desires are and how we're going to get there. And I tell you that. I mm-hmm. mean, I tell you that all yeah. the time. You need to tell me what you want. Yep. You need to be very clear with me about what you feel. Mm-hmm. Don't come to me after I've made a mistake and tell me I had a bad feeling about this mm-hmm. because then I'm going to feel like you're blaming me and you didn't say a word. Yep. And so it's, it's important um, for women to be given that permission. And I think this season in the podcast mm-hmm. is going to really help empower women and give them that freedom and that permission to say, speak into the life of your husband and speak up because you are a joint heir with Christ, with mm-hmm. your husband, if it's a Christian marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you're not Christians and you're married, these dynamics are still at play. Yeah. And they're still true. Yep. So in this season, let me just tell you what we have coming up. I talked with um, Sam and Tony Collier. Um, they're great. They, they're out of Atlanta and he's an African-American and so is she. And they talk a little bit about what it's like to be African-American uh, uh, living in a culture um, a lot. It's a ministry culture. You know, a, ministry it's a ministry culture. culture. It's a Southern culture. A Southern white culture. Right. And trying to figure out their, their struggles in that and how to make change. Mm-hmm. And they have some great, great advice as far as that's concerned. We also talk with Carl and Heather Carty. Um, who talk us a little bit about how to support your man in marriage. So Carl and Heather talk specifically about marriage overall and how to love each other, one another in marriage. Um, Josh and Shay Gardner are coming in and we're going to be talking about the objectification of women. Um, what that looks like, how do we get here? Like, and how we can fight it as men and women together. Because I know that there are men who are not in support of objectification. I can't even say it. Of <laughs> objectification. Yeah, making yeah. a woman an object. Um, Josh is very passionate about that not being something that we do. And so he has some great advice as far as that's concerned. And then we talk with Zach and Ash about pornography. Mm. And that's a very frank conversation. So if you tune into that one, just letting you know, it's probably not a great listen for young listeners, but it's perfect. Yeah, probably not for young teenagers yeah and what i love about that episode is it talks about it it dispels this myth that pornography is just a problem for men now right it's not yeah it is it is growing every day um as a problem for women Mm -hmm. as well for females yep it's a co-ed problem and we talk about that addiction um what it looks like and a few steps of how to fight against it so this is going to be a great season oh my goodness you don't want to miss one of these episodes so listeners i just want to thank you so much for joining me on overcoming monday today and i want to thank you clayton for being part of this with me happy to do it yep um we hope that you found a little secret for your big breakthrough and can't wait to have you join on next episodes